Welcome back to the STG Fitness Podcast. We've got a special episode um, in store for this upcoming week with uh, with a nice meet recap where both Jesse and I competed this past weekend, or not this past weekend, it was two weeks ago, um, in the K-Town Throwdown out in Knoxville, Tennessee. So we'll kind of start this thing out like we usually do. Jesse, how's everything going? It was nice seeing Things you. Things going? Not too yeah, long Yeah, it was... It was great. Um, yeah, only two, it's already been two weeks since we competed, but um, I've been pretty good. I, uh, I being out in Knoxville and seeing everybody was awesome for the meet. Um, we'll talk about other details on the meet in a bit, but it's nice having Bailey out there as well. Um, one day we'll pull up to a uh, a meet with an STG squad, but it was just a great atmosphere and everything. And then even now, the past couple of weeks, I was supposed to head home back to California a couple weeks ago, but the weather that we've had is just insane, the amount of snow that we're getting. So it made traveling extremely difficult. So with one of my connecting flights technically back home, I ended up canceling it and just stayed um, with my girlfriend Bailey in Denver. And I've, I've been here for a couple weeks. I'll be here for one more week and then heading home. But it's been kind of nice not being surrounded by so much snow and everything absolutely yeah no it, it was great seeing you um i know we had a i had a very strong finish to the prep and we'll kind of dive into that a little bit um in a little we'll dive into that in a little bit but outside of you know bouncing back from the meet the week after i really kind of took a took an easy this was kind of like the first meet where i felt like my body actually felt like i can like I felt like I competed. So, yeah. Um, yeah, this was my first week kind of getting back into programming. So kind of nice to get back into a routine. Um, dropping some news right now that I really, I've told some people personally, but uh, Michaela and I actually made the decision to move back to Illinois. Um, so we're kind of getting ready for that move in a couple of weeks, but uh, kind of made that official this past week with, you know, signing all the documents and, uh figuring out work stuff so um yeah we got some it's very exciting honestly uh just to be going getting back closer to family and uh the opportunities are going to be in store now that we're going to be uh back in illinois but uh going to miss tennessee deeply but um you know we've got a lot of fantastic opportunities and really looking forward to what's in store uh coming up here pretty soon but without further ado we'll kind of dive into um, you know, let's talk about our preps first. Um, I know in the last podcast episode, we talked a little bit about how things are going for us heading into the meet, but Jesse, we'll kind of start with you. Um, I know you kind of went through a roller coaster heading into this meet. So I'll kind of let you dive into, um, you know, kind of heading into meet week, you know, how did everything go? Meet, meet prep, meet week. All of it was, was really rough. If, if you listen to the last podcast, we talked about some of our prep. I think we made that podcast. It was probably around 10 days out or something from our, from our meet, but um, kept having hamstring issues and um, recovering from a broken finger that was hindering me quite a bit. But I mean, all in all, like I was healthy um, going into meet week. I wasn't strength wise and performance wise. Yeah. I was nowhere near where I wanted to be. Um, but all things considering, you know, it's not like I had a drastic injury that completely took me out of the meat. 
or anything like that. And there was a lot of times throughout the prep that I, you know, I wanted to drop out or whatever, just because things weren't going my way. But, you know, I, I already paid the fee. I already had the plane ticket. I was already going to be there. You were competing as well. So just that whole environment that I was looking forward to made me just keep pushing and not giving up. Um, and that, that kind of is, I made a couple posts about this on Instagram. The whole goal is to just not quit. You got, you got to keep trying. Things don't always go your way. Sometimes there might be a meet that comes along, something happens and you do have to drop out. But in general, you just have to keep pushing. There, there's always another meet that you can perform at. There's always another day. So, you know, I got my first first time on a platform. It was great, great atmosphere. I love the meets that we've had out in Tennessee. Shout out to um, Nikolai that has put on some amazing meets in for USPA out in Tennessee. Every single meet that Grant and I have been out to. The environment has been awesome. A lot of positivity. Yeah, people are kind of competing against each other, but everybody's supportive. Um, and it's a pretty awesome environment and community to be a part of. But back to the meat, meat prep. Um, the week leading into it, yeah, it was just a mindset to just go in and, and do what I was capable of that day. I didn't really have any designated openers or second attempts. It was like, I'll see how my warmups feel and just go from there. That, that was pretty much it. So, Absolutely. Yeah, no, I was going to say this, this meet prep for me, I mean, it was coming out of, I mean, it had been almost a year since I'd last competed. So, you know, went through a pretty lengthy off season and then went through a full meet prep. And the one thing I look back on is just like, I'm just very proud, similar to you is staying healthy. Um, I think that's half your battle in the sport is, you know, if you can take care of yourself and you can make it through with minimal tweaks or anything like that, you're a very happy man when it comes to meet day because um, it means you're able to kind of maximize um, your output in that in that prep. Um, I'm really also proud, too, of the discipline I had in this past prep. Um, I tend in past preps to, um, you know, have days where I overshoot, just make some interesting decisions um, sometimes on my training days. And this time I, I really felt like I played my cards right. Um, I think Jesse and I have just kind of gotten to a point where it's like there's really no questions asked when it comes to to the programs he lays out for me because I think we just know each other so well at this point where it's like what Jesse's putting down it's just like let's do it like let's just get to work mm -hmm. the numbers he's putting on the on the paper it's like all right let's let's get after it um, and I love when I see numbers that test me and really try to see what I've got in the tank and um, you know this prep it was fantastic I think meet week went really well. I'm I've really kind of mastered how to cut and not destroy myself um, heading into meat day. So, uh, you know, when you start to understand your body, you start to understand your mind. It takes a lot of stress and it takes a lot of, you know, extra thinking off your plate um, when you're rolling into a meet. So, um, yeah, I, I look back on this past prep, very successful one and uh, ready to pick it back up here pretty soon too. So, yeah, something you said about just keeping your body healthy through a meat prep. I mean, it's one thing to keep yourself healthy when you're just going through your fitness journey and not competing. There is definitely a different side of fitness when you involve competing because it involves a very precise method of P 
peaking for performance. Um, and you have to, over time, increase load. You can deload a little bit, let yourself recover, increase your um, intensity again. And just these waves that peak your performance leading up to meet day, but staying healthy throughout that process is more than just proper programming um, where you have deloads or being smart about what days you push it and your accessory work and working on imbalances. That stuff is extremely important, but I think what people miss out on and don't, don't think about is we've talked about it before is the things outside of the gym, the, the, the proper sleep, hydration, nutrition, and especially when going through a cut, depending on how big of a cut you have to make, um, while still training, there's going to be days mentally that you don't feel like you're all there, but you got to understand the bigger picture. You are in a calorie deficit. Um, you are trying to cut weight, but then you'll regain that weight through your, through your recomp, um, before the, right before the meet, but you have to do those things outside of the, the training schedule that's going to keep you healthy. Are you eating the right foods and the right amount? Are you properly hydrating and sleeping? And even just the mental training, understanding the big picture of things, maybe the, what, what's on paper says one things and one thing, and you're supposed to hit a certain weight. You're supposed to do a certain amount of cardio or whatever it is. And some days it's just not there. And sometimes you just got to take what you've got and then put it away and then come back the next day and keep moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say too, I felt like, um, I'd gotten, I, I don't know if everybody out here has heard of it. I have a whoop band. It's kind of like a fitness tracker. Um, you know, it's a band that tracks all your heart rate variances, your sleep, your recovery, and it coaches you kind of on your recovery, your recovery rate, the strain you're putting on your body, everything like that. But like that played a major factor into really being able to make judgment calls on some training days. Um, and I think a lot to, you know, when you have a coach that over communication, cause I feel like Jesse and I talk, we talk a lot, um, every day, a lot in depth about like how we're feeling, um, you know, what's kind of going through our head, you know, what our body's going through at the, at the time being. And, uh, you know, we're able to make a lot of decisions based off that too. Um, but I feel like another thing that kind of sticks in the back of my head when I'm going through a prep is I have like this fear of getting sick and I know you got sick during this prep. I I, I always have a fear, yeah. especially being in the service industry too, like, when I get about three weeks out, it is like ingrained in my brain. I'm like, I cannot get sick. And I'm around all these people. And I just, that is like the ultimate, like, don't let it happen. Um, and it's tough because sometimes some things are just out of your control. But um, I mean, when you got to double down on your emergency or you know, your liquid IVs or anything like that. It's, it's, uh, it's an important factor that you don't think about. And that's where, again staying staying healthy not just physically you know your muscles and stuff but your immune system your mindset on everything um you you do have to sometimes take those precautions what is your work job um you know i work with teenagers all the time and a bunch of kids in the school got really sick and i got really sick it it burnt me out for an entire week um that i missed out on training and then just trying to get back to it was super tough but yeah, doubling down on on some emergency, some just extra vitamin C, making sure you're sleeping and hydrating well. It's it's a big big thing that people don't always consider. And, and you also have to think that 
sometimes when you get sick can be from things that are adding stress to your life. Fitness, working out is stress on your life, on, on your nervous system, on your muscles, on your mindset. So again, if you are pushing yourself, especially for competition, take those precautions to eat a little bit better whole foods, have vitamin C, hydrate, all that stuff. Um, it all adds up. Absolutely. For sure. So kind of diving into meat day, um, you know, how, like, did you set like, a specific goal in terms of like sleep heading into meat day? Like, did you change anything about what was kind of like your routine heading into the meat? And then how did squats go for you in the meat? I mean, I think leading up to the meet is it's a little bit difficult when you add in travel. Sometimes things don't always go your way, but I feel like I did a pretty good job leading up to the meet um, that week of, of consistent sleep and hydration, um, just dialing in on, on the weight cut. The weight cut didn't go exactly the way I wanted to. Um, all the other factors of being hurt, being sick, just different things. It all factored into stuff, but I, I ended up making the decision, I think, the night before weigh-ins. I was doing a bunch of sauna cuts. I did lose like six pounds, but I needed three or four more to cut, and it just – it was getting late. Um, it, it was a long time to just be sweating and anything. I wasn't in any danger of dehydration or anything, but it was my first meet. Things already weren't 100% where I wanted it to be. I knew it's not, it's not like I was going to hit any massive PRs because of injuries. So just mindset and talking with you as well, talking with Bailey a little bit, just the decision was to stay where I was at. And if I'm at a certain weight by morning, then I'm just going to leave it at as it is. So the goal was to compete, um, at, at a hundred, hundred kilos. So 220 pounds, but I ended up because the weight cut going up a weight class and competing at 110, which is 240 weight class. So that that was that was quite a big, you know, I, I think my weigh-ins on that day, I was at 224, something like that. So competing in a class of 240 was was big. Some guys that were that were a bit bigger and used to lifting at that weight, but it is what it is. And like I had the mindset before I'm doing what I can on meat day. And I kind of figured based on the meat was on Saturday. I think it was Wednesday that you and I Wednesday or Thursday that we got in a really quick lift in your garage and just did some lightweight singles at like 225 on everything. And they all felt pretty good. And I figured for myself, I think opening up with a 280 was 286 um, squat was the way to go. That's just warm ups. I was feeling good. My hamstrings didn't bother me. It was just my hamstrings or my quads. I also had some quad issues, but I was just feeling good that day and just doing going with what I had. I think I bumped my opener up actually to 296 just because I was feeling good. Um, and then going from there, I just kept jumping up by 15, 20 pounds each attempt. And I think I ended with a three. 340 around there 345 squat and and it moved well my technique felt really good um nothing was bothering me sure i could have pushed it harder but i had no idea where i was going to be at mid uh meet day so i was satisfied with my squats yeah yeah i was 
it, it was really cool to see to like kind of ramping up, like being in your first meet, going through the weight or the warm up room and then hitting the platform uh, for the first time. It, it was awesome to see you, you know, move, move a decent number. And I definitely think you're going to continue to build on it to get, get mm-hmm. yourself a healthy prep. Like it's going to be, it's going to be a lethal squat. Um, but yeah, for me heading into the meet, like meet week, like I said, it was pretty, pretty chill. My least favorite day of the whole thing though, is the day before weigh-ins. Um, yeah. Because that's when you just got to make sure like your weight's like solid. And like, I knew I was trending in a really good way, but that last day sucks. Like I think we got that lift in and then I think Jesse and I made a pound of ground turkey, oh, yeah. no seasoning. That was and the driest thing We had to, we had to get a gallon of water in and a half pound of ground turkey before noon. At least that's what I tried to do. And it was brutal. Like it was, it was so hard getting that food down. Um, but heading into weigh-ins pretty seamless. And then when it came time to eat, it came time to eat and it was, it was nice to recomp. Um, but then heading into squats, like in the warm-up room, it felt really good. Like squats felt very explosive. Um, I hit the platform and my opener was 452 and something that's like never happened with my squat before. It was like, once I got out of the hole, I was pushing and I don't know how it happened. I think it might've been like my elbows might've flared up a little bit, but um, the bar kind of rolled on my back and I was able to complete the rep, um, got three white lights on it, but it was just something that like, I've never like really felt before. So we took a little bit more of a conservative jump. We wanted to go to 485 ideally on a second attempt, Uh, moved up to 479 and I got out of the hole and I, I had lost all positioning and this is something I mean, like I went through that entire off season, the entire powerlifting prep. I don't think I missed a squat. Like, no, I, I don't think I failed a squat that entire time, and that was the first time I've I've failed a squat in a really really long time. Um, so that happened. We kept the same weight, went on third attempt, missed it again, and it was just it was very weird for me because, um, like I said, in my YouTube video is you know, squats are like my strong suit. Like those are like, those are my bread and butter. Mm -hmm. I come in, I typically go three for three and we start the meet out strong. Um, and it's typically been every single meet has been add 10 pounds to my PR. Um, so it was a really weird start to the day. Um, and I figured, you know, that it was a, it was a point in time where it was like, all right, how my mindset goes from here on out for the rest of the meet is going to determine how I, I do moving forward. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's one of those moments you just, you don't expect it, but that's the sport of powerlifting and sports in general is you, you just never know when you get popped in the face. You gotta be ready to be able to react to it and make adjustments based on that. And uh, yeah, so hang over to bench. How'd everything go for you? Bench was fine. I think bench was the one lift that I had no worries about. Um, my, you know, my shoulders were healthy and all that didn't have any issues. So the goal was definitely to, hit you know a over 300 pound bench was was the goal for that day considering there's a pause um i definitely one one thing that that kind of worried me on worried not worried but it was in the back of my mind about squat bench and deadlift i have not lifted over 275 pounds squat bench or deadlift probably a month or five weeks before meet day 
it had been that long since I had touched that weight. So it was a little bit, I guess, on edge about how that weight would feel, but things were feeling fine. Warmups, warmups were really good. Uh, my shoulders felt good. So, um, hit my first attempt, that thing flew up, but that pause, oh my goodness. Oh, uh, oh don't even get me. I think, I think the flight before me, I was trying to kind of stand near the platform as close as I could and get the listen to the timing of the pauses. Um, and like listening to it, it didn't seem like it was too bad, but when you're actually on the platform and listening for that command, that command, it, it does sound longer than you think, but everybody was saying that that, that pause was long. And normally if you've ever done a regular pause bench, um, preparing for a competition or just in your workout routine and you pause for that one second and you're ready to explode up. It was a long enough pause that all of a you're sitting there, you're waiting, the pressure is building in your head, and you're just like, "Are we, are we gonna lift yet?" <laughs> and yeah. then finally, you hear that command, and and it was tough. Um, the my opener was was fine; it was a light enough weight. I don't think the pause really bothered me, but my second attempt at three oh eight, I think, um, I felt that pause. Um, it was long. I kind of got stuck in the middle there. And then I tried to jump up to 317 and and that pause killed me. Um, I had, I had no power out of the bottom. I just lost it all, but I pushed it and, and I was happy with 308, but that, that was a long pause. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Cause I remember too, at nationals, um, we ran with three flights on each platform and all the refs. So like they would rotate for each lift. So you'd have one rep, one ref doing the calls for the squats. Then they they do a rotation. Then you'd have one ref doing all the calls for bench. They'd rotate. Then you have one ref doing all the calls for deadlift. So in my mind, coming off that last meet, that's what I remembered. But I didn't remember what it was like at the last local meet we competed at, and that they rotate yeah. every single flight. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it is to give referees more experience, which is in in my mind that's fantastic it's for the needed. sport. It's better. It's needed. Yeah. You get people more and more reps, you know, you're going to, you're going to get a lot more consistent uh, refing in the sport. Um, but the one thing I did not factor in is that all refs have different counts. And when the first light was going, like I was even listening to it. And the problem with the first one, it was just like, they weren't speaking very loud. So in the back yeah, of my mind, I'm like, all right, now I got to be ready to like hear a very like soft voice. It was a pretty true one count. So I was like, all right, like that's what I need to expect. But then they rotated for Jesse's flight. And I was like, oh, I forgot about this. So yeah, th- at that point, your game plan is kind of like you can't really prep for it. Like you got to rely on what you did for training and that you can you can make that weight stop. You can hold it there and push it. Um, so heading out for the first set for me, I had 275 or 276. Um, I, I got it onto my chest. And in my in my mind, I'm going through these counts. I'm like, one, two, and I, I'm getting ready. Like, I'm ready to push. And you see, like, a slight little bounce. I got three white lights on the rep, but there was, like, it could have very well gone another way in terms of yeah. me double bouncing on my chest because, I mean, I had counted one. I had a two count in my mind, and the ref held me a lot longer than that. So we ended up getting the first one. Uh, we made a move to 292, and, again, that pause really just – it, it just kind of got the best of me. More or less, it was me in my head. Um, I was just like, man, when are we going to get the 
press command. Like, um, so I, I got stuck and it was so close to locking out too. It was really good right off the chest. I just ran out of gas, um, on that like three fourths of the way up, uh, type of rep. And then we kept the same weight, went for it on the third rep, muscled it out. Um, which is, which is really good for me. Like I, I need to consistently keep pushing myself meet in and meet out on bench. I was obviously hoping for 300 plus on that, but again, it's like you get into game day, you just never know what you're going to get. You never know what type of adversity you're going to ha- have to handle. Um, so you got to be ready to go both ways. And, you know, 292 is the number that day. And I'm just, I'm proud of myself, you know, missing the second attempt, coming back on the third, you know, grinding it out and eventually getting it. It was, it was a very good, very good way to cap out that and kind of get my confidence back heading into the last part of the meet. For sure. Then moving over to deadlift, probably my favorite part of the meet. Yeah, de- deadlift for me was interesting. I mean, throughout the whole meet prep in general, a few weeks out from being sick, I had some quad issues. Um, usually as I get into heavier deadlifts, my right hamstring tends to bother me quite a bit, but I was feeling great that day. Like squats, my quads were great, didn't have any issues. Um and then warming up for deadlifts, I was still feeling good as good as well. Uh, my hamstring was not bothering me at all. I think I opened up with 296 on deadlift. And something that I didn't think would be a factor um, was my hand, my, my broken finger. I hadn't worn brakes in a while. Um, it had been feeling fine for the couple weeks leading up to meet day. And I was more focused on my quads and hamstrings, but my finger, uh, ended up limiting, limiting me a lot on my pole. I kind of felt it a little bit in warmups that wasn't really any different than my other days in the prep, but on the platform at that first opener, I felt it a bit, especially that initial grip of the bar. And then when I was releasing my hand off the bar, it kind of hurt. So I, I took some conservative jumps my hamstrings and quads were feeling great. It was just like, just bear with the pain as you grip that bar and then let go of the bar on the pole. For the most part, it wasn't too bad, but when I released, when I released my hand from the bar, it was pretty painful. So first rep was good. Um, all three of my deadlift attempts were good, but as I kept creeping up in weight, it was, it was definitely more painful. (laughs) I think you could on some of the videos, you can see my, my pain face as I'm releasing (laughs) that bar, but, I mean, I got the weight up, not numbers that I wanted, that ideally I wanted to hit, but I got it up and, and did what I could. I think I ended up with a three, 347 deadlift at the end of the day. Um, could have done more, but again, I was happy to just show up on the platform and, and do what I could do, not knowing what I'd be able to do that day. So I, I was happy with that. Absolutely. Yeah, no, it was, it was a good finish. And um, yeah, for me heading into deadlifts, we knew we had to hit 518 to secure a place to put us in a position to win. Um, so we went out, we opened with 485, and it just took right off the ground. Like it was, it felt good. I think mentally for me, like I knew what I needed to get done and we took care of business. So we went out there um, and handled it. So Took 485, um, made the decision to make the bump to 518. I think that was like a 15 kilo jump, which is like a very healthy position to put mm-hmm. yourself. It's it's a lengthy jump. Anything higher probably would have been a little too much. 
right off the rip. So, you know, we went up to 518 and that was a number that gave me trouble at nationals. Like I got the weight to my knees and it was, it was done for after that. So um, to go out there and smoke it on a second attempt, it felt really good. Um, and then we uh, ideally heading into me, I want to hit 550 or at least want to have a chance at 550. Mm-hmm. But I think it was the point in the meet where we we're like, let's win this thing. Like let's get first place. Sure. Um, so we bumped up to 529, which is the, the heaviest deadlift I've ever had. So, um, you know, the emotions were all there. It was awesome, like stepping up to the platform to be able to like have a chance to pull for a win. And to do that, it was just phenomenal, like a fantastic way to end the meet, especially after the adversity from the from the squats, you know, to come back and just put myself in a position to be able to give myself a chance to win. Um, and it kind of set the tone, like got to celebrate after we had a really good time after the meet. And uh, yeah, just very, very happy with how things turned out. Yeah, it was pretty great to watch watch your deadlifts, especially, you know, that's, that's one of those things that you don't always consider. Like, just because you hit that weight in training um, doesn't mean you're going to hit it on meet day. And it can go one of different ways. You have, you know, the focus and the adrenaline and the environment can be extremely positive and help you lift weight that you've never lifted before. But sometimes the excitement can get a hold of you if you're more of a a younger competitor where you can get overly hyped and something gets out of position or, you know, for some reason you get red lights on a lift and it could just throw off your mindset. So to be able to missing the squats, not completely hitting as much as you wanted to on bench and then rallying at the end and hitting a a massive deadlift was huge. And, And that weight, that last attempt, it flew. Yeah, I mean, there was no pause. There was no stick. Like your positioning was perfect throughout the entire thing. I mean, yeah. obviously, if it if it was any other any other day at the gym or something, it's like go up, yeah, go heavier. But yeah. for your third attempt, third attempt on meet day, all things considered, that that weight flew up, and I'm excited to see what happens at nationals. Absolutely. So the meet's done. We're we're getting back to our day to day lives. What uh, yeah. what's it? What's in store for you next? Like, what what's the outlook? Wrapping up this meet. So, in general, the goal that's still there, I haven't a hundred percent dropped it. There's there's a lot of things laying on the table. I would I I want to qualify for nationals. Um, there's definitely some numbers I need to hit. I'd probably have to compete again towards the end of May. The nationals qualifying date is mid June. So that is definitely still on the table and that's a goal. Things I have to consider, um, even last week, getting, getting back into training. Most things have been feeling pretty good. Um, my hand still bothers me a little bit. So I am using straps on anything that I'm pulling on deadlifts, rows, all that pull-ups. I'm using straps for everything just to not aggravate my hand more because it, it still bothers me certain days and I don't want to make it worse. So I'm just doing anything I can to limit the, the load, I guess on my finger or from pulling. So I'm using straps, not a big deal. Um, it'll heal when it heals. But the other thing, I think Bailey and I went to the gym on Friday or a few, a few days ago and, and I was doing some deadlifts 
Um, I did some snatches from for Olympic lifting, which I haven't done in a long time, but that felt really good. And then we were trying to do some deadlifts and really weird. Even at 225, I had a ton of pain in my hamstring. Um, it, it, it definitely got in my head. I stopped deadlifting. Um, I was pretty frustrated. I tried to just see, okay, let's drop down to some really lightweight RDLs at like 115, 135. Um, I picked the weight up off the floor and then on my way down, had a lot of pain again. So it's definitely something that is just nagging and, and very frustrating. Um, back at home, we have somebody who does a really, has a really good private practice PT. So I'm going to contact him and just see what he has to say. And, you know, if in a few weeks, you know, I can, I can start feeling really good and avoid pain or anything like that. I'm going to keep pushing and, and compete in May. Um, that'll be the goal. Um, so, so that's kind of the factor that, you know, whether or not I, I truly do compete for nationals, because it, if I'm going to try to qualify for nationals and compete, I do want to be healthy at, at the end of the day, just like meet day, th there'll be another nationals next year. Um, if I have to, to step back and this year is just not it, so be it. But I, cause I know there'll be more in the future, but you know, it's, it's, it's trusting the plan and just keep fighting so absolutely yeah i i'm hoping we get you to nationals this year i hope so too for sure i hope we can rally and get you in um i know for me i'm not i'm honestly i'm going into nationals this year not even planning to compete probably until next nationals i'm going in this is the end game like this is all the cards go on the table everything you've got in the tank gets laid on the table for this meet. And that's just how I'm I'm going to approach this. Um, you know, I have a move coming up in the next couple of weeks. So right now it's, it's really pushed. I'm still going to push training. Like I know that moving kind of brings its own stress, but the second I touch ground in Illinois, um, it's going to be nice to get back to MPG where I'm going to have calibrated plates um, for my entire place. Nice. Um, I'm going to be around a, a much bigger powerlifting environment, you know, there's just going, I'm putting it all on the table. Like this is, this is how it has to be. Like this meat is everything you've got. It's in Vegas. We're going all in, we're putting all our chips in. Um, and we're going to see what happens. Uh, you know, last year I finished 25th in the nation and it left a little bit of a distaste in my mouth. And I think this year, if we're not top 15, you know, it, it will be a disappointment. So I think I'm very excited. This is going to be the first meet I have to fly to, and it's going to be in a completely different state. Um, it's going to be in a really cool setting, and I think this is our this is our opportunity to, to make a name for STG. This is our time to make our, our presence felt, and, uh, you know, I'm going to treat every single day of this prep like that and, uh, you know, just get ready to for the opportunity to prevent or present itself and, you know, be ready to take on that moment because – I think we've got a lot of good things in store this year and uh, that this, this trip to Vegas is going to be a big one for us. Big time. I can't wait. I'm, I'm, I'm excited for it. And what, you know, I'm, I'm excited for it, whether I, I compete or not, because it, it's going to just be a pretty crazy environment. Nationals in Vegas is going to be awesome, but hopefully all things play out right. And, and I'm able to hit that platform as well. Absolutely. Just got to be smart about it and, Trust the process day by day. Absolutely.
So do you have anything you want to say to the to listeners before we sign off for the week? Things aren't always going to go your way, but you can't give up. You just got to just gotta keep fighting just because it's one day, one week, one month of, of things getting tough. Life's going to punch you in the mouth. So you just got to punch right back. Absolutely. Yeah. Stay on the lookout. Um, we we're back. We're here. We're getting ready for, for a big nationals meet. And uh, we're looking, we're looking to bring some people on. I got a pe- couple people in mind. Um, so stay tuned. Cause we'll, we'll probably be doing this bi-weekly now and uh, getting people on here and continue to expand the brand. Uh, be on the lookout for a moving sale because we're going to need to get rid of some stock before we move the distribution center again. But uh, we hope you guys have a great week. Keep getting after it in the gym. And as always, um, if you need any help with any coaching, life advice, fitness advice, faith advice, we're here for you. Jesse just dropped a get in and get out program on stgfitness.com. So make sure to go check that out. And uh, we'll see you back here in two weeks on the STG Fitness Podcast. God bless and do something great today.